So I've talked about energies. Mm. This is different from sensations. Sensations are tactile impressions come from impact onto the tissues, nervous system. Energy is actually the uh, very medium of the nervous system, the intelligence of the nervous system. So sensations are that which touch the body externally or even internally, like a you know an ache. And the energy that can arise from sensations, you feel a burst of energy or a tightening of energy, pleasure, energy tends to arouse, pain, energy is aroused in a different way. Um, so it's a different medium from sensations. And also energy, unlike sensations, energy is connected to mental activity, excitement, enthusiasm, passion, uh, anger, joy, uh, love, relaxation. These all have uh, an energy to them, which we can feel bright, open, or hard, or on fire, or sunk. Uh, and these are, you know, can be induced through the mind. One point being that um, beautiful energies can be induced into the mind through a body feeling comfortable, relaxed, and the mind being free from remorse, uh, guilt, um, defeat, um, and passion. And freeing the mind from those is both a matter of uh, mental inclination, attitude, right view. But right view alone is inadequate uh, because there's also these latent tendencies towards passion and irritation and so forth that rise up. So often the meditator is a state of conflict. They really mean well and they want well and they encourage that and yet they find themselves getting caught up with irritation about their partner's behaviour and so forth. <laughs> and then angry with themselves or feeling defeated because they're not living up to their ideas, their ideals, which right view certainly elevates. These are definitely the beautiful qualities to aspire to and to see as profitable. So why aren't they there? <laughs> All the time. Because of these latencies, these latent tendencies and um, embedded acquisitions and anutsaya. Uh, yeah, so, you know, and asawa outflows. So these is, has to be uh, entered into the territory where these persist and cleaned. And so this is partly through. Certainly the mind plays a predominant part in that, 
or awareness, we might say. I mean, it's not a cognitive, it's not a cognitive consideration. That's part of it, but we're penetrating this experience with a, a mind of goodwill, receptivity, um, and whose energy is bright, calm, cool, um, steady. So it's not just the idea, which is necessary, absolutely necessary, but it's also the energy uh, is of the right kind. Where does this energy come from? Well, it's there, but most of the time we don't operate in that way. We operate through force or compulsion of some kind. And all that energy is rather blotched. So purification of this is called citta visuddhi, purification of citta. And the Buddha is saying, when my mind was purified, then I could look clearly into the uh, nature of karma, the no form noble truths, the nature of the outflows, the nature of becoming and so forth. I could see this clearly because my mind was no longer blotched and, and mixed up. Then, of course, the right view becomes supramundane, right view, really looking into um, beyond the personal perspective, just being able to look into the deep embedded roots of mental behaviour. Yeah. So purification of citta leads to purification of wisdom, clarity. Now this, if we contemplate or if we bear in mind, um, every mental action, every mental intention, whether it's to do the dishes or meditate, that mental action, whatever the idea is, you know, mundane or spiritual, it <laughs> it carries an energy. Your mind has to operate through distributing its energy, right? Intention, impulse, means energy moves. It's, it's moved in a particular direction, right? To accomplish something, or to still something, or to quell something, or to sustain something, or to hold back, you know, that's still... Mental energy is being expended to to do that. Now, what I'm suggesting is that this um, handling mental energy is something that takes a good degree of skill because by default our mental energy is uh, in secular material world. Um, it's not personal, but it's just the universal um, condition working world is often driven get things done it's called the business model sharp get things done get rid of the next things like that um, it's hasty short term because time is important in the workaday world we run on clock time which is a completely abstract notion the body doesn't, the body experiences time, but not hours and minutes. It experiences energies and flows and tiredness and growth and quietness and so forth, pretty organically. But we connect ourselves to artificial time and we run 
like a machine in the workaday world to some extent or another. Efficiency, getting things done by the right time, making sure you're punctual. Um, this may not be frantic, but it's certainly out of sync with organic time. To do this then, in fact, you are not just, you may just be sitting still in terms of the body, but your mind is activated to an artificial um, state, energy, whose aim is towards the future to get the thing done and quickly probably and with a certain get it done note push it through so if it's not working try harder that's very broadly speaking that's quite a common message that we are conditioned into try harder get there to number one quicker now that energy is not supportive <laughs> for meditation. <laughs> you know, if you operate like that, you certainly get the results in terms of your embodiment. Often you leave your body behind if you go into that. You sort of go into this kind of body somewhere, but you're really up in this virtual reality in the head and the organic body disappears. You've got maybe a face and a little bit of mouth and eyes and some hands and back goes, disappeared, legs have gone, feet have gone, um, belly's gone, it's just a kind of head, psyched up head on wheels or on rocket running along. So goodbye body. You go to a, a big city during the rush hour, it, the spectacle is pretty horrendous. <laughs> you see... People scattering everywhere like termites in a termite nest, just rushing around, buses and trains and da -da -da -da, running around. Where is anybody? Where is anybody? Nobody's actually here, or very few people are really here. Everybody's, everybody's about to get somewhere else. Everybody's trying to get to somewhere else. <laughs> the mental energy is extremely heightened. And if that mental energy is heightened... We lose receptivity, sensitivity, joyfulness, uh, you know, uh, warmth, mutuality, uh, and space. We get very compressed. And that plays out in terms of the body and the psychological attitudes. People get snappy, irritable, road rage, impatient, um, push past each other. Really unpleasant. Because of time. And uh, this um, becoming, becoming, which means the process of going further on, 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 on. Getting away from where you were and getting towards somewhere else. So, clearly, time of the Buddha, the Buddha didn't commute. The Buddha, neither the Buddha, the Arahants did any commuting. They didn't jump on trains, they didn't have to meet timetables. Um, nobody in that world had a clock, right? So perhaps this wasn't such an important feature of their lives. <laughs> they didn't have the business model to deal with. Mm. Yeah, They didn't have wages. They didn't have the end of the year report. They didn't get promoted or fired. There was no 
you know, rush out to go to, you know, there could be fear, fire, famine, wild animals, but not this constant pressure. So often their minds would settle quite easily because the mental energy might indeed be contaminated with uh, fantasies, passions, so forth, ill will, rancor, but not in this highly compressed, disembodying way. So when you come into your body, they could just, well, all right, this feels better. Oh yeah, right in here feels really comfortable. I'll sit in that and just let go of that. Sit in this body, you know, within, breathing in, breathing out, let go of all that, anything of that nature. Now, that's great if you have a body. But if, uh, you know, you're out of it most of the time, or it's so compressed with tension and contraction, you can't get in it to sit down and relax. So, you look at these things, right? You see something that is translated as concentration. So if I concentrate hard enough, I'll get in there. If I concentrate, I'll get to that point where my mind becomes calm. So I get this pressurised approach, which is rather like the business model reconfigured in spiritual terms with the same sorts of drives to some degree. It's pointed, it's constricted, it's trying to get somewhere and the energy is kind of got a sharp, hard quality to it. We may find it relatively easy or not. Um, it may be the case that for many people they're already so exhausted through using that they can't do that so the mind is just sagging because you've been doing that for the last 15 years or 5 years or so and for seven, eight hours, nine hours a day, is, you just don't want to do it anymore. So you may decide you can't meditate because you can't concentrate. Um, this is, needs to be a whole thing, then if you go back to the drawing board, redesign what we're trying to uh, bring around. Change the mental energy. Change the mental energy and open the body change the mental approach and the mental energy so you can open the body, open an embodied state to experience within that a sense of something comfortable and stable. Nothing that way out, nothing astral, we're not zipping off into some hyperspace. This is very much gut knowledge, heart knowledge, you know, just oh, feeling good. Yeah, you know, basic stuff, feeling good and comfortable, everything's all right with me, don't bother with that, don't bother with that, leave that alone. Yeah, I'm okay, right? Yeah, this is kind of earth-level samadhi. <laughs> uh, and of course, it, it, it can develop, and it will develop, because the jitter knows a good thing when it gets it. Uh, you know, it's so. Oh, that's oh, that's that. Oh, well, just stay with that. A little bit of encouragement to stay with it, and to not try to 
make more of it, or claim it, or, you know, patent it, or <laughs> market it. <laughs> it's just not that, shouldn't be that extraordinary actually to feel comfortable in yourself. <laughs> but maybe it is. <laughs> You know, when you're worried and frazzled and angry and upset and feeling useless and why does everybody and nobody agree and people would get on my nerves. Because it is remarkable to feel comfortable, you know, in your own skin. What does that say, yeah? What are we dealing with, you know? Huh? So... Also, the, the way in which we operate, the attitudes, also have an effect. So these energies are moved through certain attitudes. The get it attitude, the got to make it attitude, the accumulation attitude, the business model, the concentration model. You know, you may have every reason to dispute when I'm saying don't concentrate I don't mean don't have samadhi uh, but using this somewhat provocatively because surely meditation is about concentration isn't it um, so if I'm challenging that I'm saying concentration or samadhi is something you arrive at through mindfulness so right view, right intention the right kind of effort Mindfulness and the Buddha or somebody, the Sutta says, you know, the, the characteristic of samadhi is you have mindfulness. Your mindfulness is fully present. So let's just do that and see what happens. So as you know, mindfulness, the terminology perhaps is a little easier than concentration because it doesn't imply something so locked in and narrowed. It implies certainly a frame of reference. We're using here the frame of reference of the whole body. It's not that narrow. And, uh, yeah. But also simplify. Don't bother about eyebrows, hair, girth, you know, colour of skin. Just the sense of having an embodied presence. And that's, that's pretty marvellous, actually. Because mostly we imagine the body to be the thing that we see. Uh, and clearly the Buddha had all kinds of attitudes about that, which, you know, we can talk about another time maybe, but this skin heap is not really that great a deal. <laughs> and it, you know, it ages and, it, and you just look at the inconvenience of this thing, you know, like you do pee every now and then and you get hungry and then you've got to take a wash and then some nagging pain gets into you and then... You, then your belly screams, you want some food, and then you've got to go to the toilet, and you know, God, this is a drag, even this thing around. And then you've got to worry about what it looks like, you know, and get it all kind of reasonable shape to it. <laughs> Just, this, is, this is really not a thing to get too involved with. <laughs> but within this, you got something else, you know, you've got the body energy, which is something to get involved with. <laughs> breathing in, breathing out. And this isn't just focusing on a point of your breath. He never says that. He never said concentrate on the breath. 
He never said that. He never said concentrate on anything. He did not say concentrate on anything. <laughs> you check it out. He never said it. Why didn't he say it? Because he didn't want you to do it. You'd be mindful of it, which is a sense of that's that, and I'm referring to it, I'm referencing it, and how is that? And am I on theme with that? Mindfulness has certain attributes. One, it, it, you know, keeps excluding what's not necessary. You stay on topic. Don't digress. Just stay on topic. It's select a topic, stay with it, and keep the digressions and the commentaries and the how good, all that. Just keep clearing that away. Stay on topic. That's one thing. It repels distraction and it also embraces gathers around something that you've chosen for your welfare now this chosen for your welfare could be a quality of heart such as loving kindness such as devotion such as you know forgiveness such as compassion you can frame up around and those are good energies and you can stay with those and you feel uplifted and maybe some of the jangle and frazzle and dullness of your jitter begins to dissolve. Uh, and similarly, body also extremely useful because once you get into the body, you don't even have to sustain um, bringing to mind a quality of goodwill. You don't have to bring anything to mind, really, because the body is right there. And this is what's called samadhi, is when, you know, first of all, you, you kind of keep bringing it to mind. There, there, there. How is this? 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 When it begins to be smoothed out and even, then you don't have to keep bringing it to mind because it's right there. You're in it. And so it's something you can deeply relax. You're just in this rather pleasant flow of comfortable stuff, energy, and your heart tone, tone of your heart is gently happy. You notice that tone of chitta then is gently happy. It's not excited, but it's free from these bristling sluggishness, these kind of defilement. And so then, and now you have a bright mind, jitta. So then your wisdom isn't having to constantly go around putting out fires, you know, dealing with mess-ups, um, having to witness yourself mumbling and moaning all the time. <laughs> you know, you, you cleared all that, so your awareness can then nice and steady just start to notice, you know, who is this? What is this? And there's a sense of uh, just awareness of the base state of experience compounded. And there's no person involved, no personal circumstances involved with that. So this is really getting into the roots of experience. Well, you know, give it 40 years or so, you'll get there. <laughs> Some people do it a lot quicker than that. But at least we know where we're going. And if we can get 
the sense of uh, you know finding the missing piece to to work on, then it will be immediately ah this I can do, this is useful, this does lead to the ending of suffering. Why don't I just really listen up for that missing piece and dwell in it and make much of it, extend it. The missing piece is where body and the mind meet. The energetic level, the body experience there in terms of, of uh, somatic energy, that is the energy feels nice and steady, and we've got that, or that's there, and it can continually quell, abate, soothe, discordant energy, it can bring around a unification of broken up stuff, it can ease the contraction, relax the tension, and give us a nice, you know that, base. Heart, mind quality is very much in terms of mental energy, which we can measure, not so much in terms of how much do I have, but the tone of it. Important to recognise this because, generally speaking, mental energy is measured in terms of more is better. This is the work model. Put your heart into it. Work harder, that will be better. Uh, you want something done, work hard at it. So it's a certain driven, push-forward quality to it. And if you haven't got much energy, then, you know, well, sorry. If you're sick, well, you can't work. Useless. If you're old, finished, useless. You know. <laughs> Pretty cruel, isn't it, really? And But you're looking into the discourses. A lot of these uh, summoners were sick or old or, you know, not in good condition. But... The energy we're looking at, measure it in terms of heart tone, is this steady? Is it comfortable? Is it balanced? Is it receptive? Is your heart receptive? Is it so full of opinions that there's no receptivity left? What's the tone of the heart? Is it eager? Or is it driven? What's the mood? So, you know, you find this for yourself. You can call it all kinds of things. But um, we're operating in terms of listening into the tone of the heart. Now it starts to get strident. You know, no, that's not correct. If it becomes too forceful, that's not correct. If it becomes negligent, slack, that's not correct. You want a steady heart energy tonality to it. And if we introduce that quality into our meditation, then just introducing it itself, relating to your body-mind, with a, with a heart tone that's attuned to receptivity, sensitivity, 
purposeful, not hurried, not pushing for results, receptive and open, then this already is beneficial and I would even say transformative in that the conditioning of our lives is often to drive and criticise ourselves rather than receive and accept and work with what we have. The conditioning of our life is to have to be more than we are, to work harder than we have. Uh, and this is, uh, this is a road to breakdown. Meditation is to embrace and accept and be with the energy, how I am, and from there begin to discard what's not necessary so that beautiful qualities will arise by themselves and samadhi will arise by itself if you clear away the hindrances. So it's something that deepens and occurs by itself and can deepen the more the energy steadies and becomes more comfortable.